Hello and welcome to the incredibly influential and highly successful podcast. I'm incredibly influential. And I'm highly successful. And we fucked up the intro again, baby. Woo! Well, Dude, it's it's however you want to do it. That was that was great. That was that was incredible. So much confidence. I knew I should have said it. Like it, it registered in my brain that I was. I don't know what else. What else? What else have we got to do? That's one part of the episode we already messed up. What's you know, next? let's do it. Honestly, let's let's fuck it all up. Burn it to the ground. Let's fucking do it. Uh, <laughs> Oppen Barbie versus Barbenheimer. Here we go. Starting off strong. Uh, I did. Oppenarby and you did Barbenheimer. Yeah, uh, so we watched the movies in different orders. We did. It was it wasn't really quite like an Oppenarby or a Barbenheimer. I mean, I at least saw mine on the same day. It wasn't like th- there was a little bit of time in between. There's like an hour. I I came home. I let my dog out. Uh, gave him dinner and shit like that. But like. For you, it was a couple days difference. Yeah. But, but still I counts. Saw, I saw Barbie way before everyone else. You did. So. You, you you did get to do that. I saw it on Friday. Oh, shit. Forgot to say. So it did is, I. It is Monday on uh, uh, Monday the, the 24th of July. Wow. This intro is just all over the place. Fuck yeah, it is. And we're going with it. Let's go. Um. Uh. I saw Oppenheimer first. Oppenheimer, which do we want to? Which do we want to talk about first? I've got a lot to say about both of them. Um, uh, do we want to start with the good news first, or do we want to start with the bad news first? I don't know. You run the show. I no, we're partners. We're partners. Let's you know equal 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 votes both sides. Let's you start know? with the good news. All right. Um. Then that means we're talking about Oppenheimer first. Uh, now that being said, a lot of things, a lot of things I'm gonna say, are are gonna sound very negative. Um. Uh, I want to say overall, I liked it. I'm gonna go so far as to say, it will wow. probably win Best Picture. Very brave. Yeah, it's either this or Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, actually, well, yeah, probably Flower Moon's gonna win. It'll but... definitely be nominated. Yeah, I think it'll win. I I honestly am of the opinion that it will win. Um. Uh, now I've got a th- uh, a couple of criticisms for the man, not the movie. I I I would say that they accurately did the portrayal of Oppenheimer as a shitty hypocrite loser who I totally could have beat the shit out of. Uh, that is true. If there are any necromancers out there that want to bring him back from the dead just so I can have a cage match with him, let me know. I'm down. Uh, uh, number one. Uh, this is a direct quote from Oppenheimer. Wham! My bomb that I made to kill people killed people! Wham! That's that's a direct quote from, from J. Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, Amazing. He's a fucking baby. He's a fucking baby. 
And uh, Harry S. Truman literally calls him a fucking crybaby in the movie, uh, which is more or less a direct quote. If you're if you're familiar with the historical um, uh, uh, interaction there, uh, the actual word that was used was cretin. Uh, but roughly that they stayed pretty true to most of these, um, interactions, at least that was like caught on record. Um, like a lot of the quotes in the, in the hearing were correct. Like absolutely, um, 100% correct. Uh, the, the scientist who wanted to work on the fusion bomb, his name eludes me right now. Uh, but his little speech that he gave at the hearing uh, was 100% word for word, bar for bar. Uh, pretty accurate. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, so at, at, from a historical perspective, I think it was pretty, pretty good. I, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting framing device basing it on like Strauss and that hearing. Um, I thought that was, that was a pretty good framing device. I, I think if there was a, that might've been lifted from the book. I don't know. Because it's based on a certain biography of Oppenheimer, and that might have been the framing device, but I'm not sure. But, um, yeah. However, Oppenheimer is a bad person and a hypocrite, and he's incredibly cringe. Yeah, well, this movie doesn't really shy away from him not being a great person. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know if I agree so much with the stance of the film because it's pretty clear that to most of modern America and also to Chris Nolan, uh, they believe that Oppenheimer should not have lost his security clearance. Um, However, he absolutely knew the risks by continuing to associate with known communists and there was no, and, and there absolutely should have been consequences for that. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when someone like, for me at least, and this, this, this is an unpopular opinion, but you know, there are, there are some people who are like, for example, they're like, uh, well, the people who smoked weed back in the day, should get their sentences commuted, right? And I say, no, because they knew it was illegal and they still did it. We aren't punishing them because we don't punish them because the act itself is bad. It is, but we're punishing them because they violated the social contract. You know, like when you violate a contract in real life, you have to pay a fine or whatever the fuck. When you violate the social contract, you got to go to jail or or pay a fine. Them's the fucking rules. You know, Mm -hmm. it's more about the letter of the law rather than the action. You know, maybe maybe commute it, but keep it like on their permanent record. So it's like they did an illegal action when it was illegal. They're still a criminal. You know, maybe they maybe it shouldn't have been illegal. You know, that that's not up for me to debate, but like it, it was still committing a crime back in the day. And same thing with Oppenheimer. He knew not to associate with known communists and he did it anyway. 
And that's on him. He should have known. So that's, that's on him. You know, uh, uh, even if I were on good terms with Oppenheimer, even if he and I were buddies, I still would have been like, yeah, he probably doesn't deserve security clearance. Uh, especially because he was trying to sabotage our nuclear pro- uh, program, our nuclear weapons program. He was trying yeah. to, yeah. They made a pretty good point about that in the movie as well. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, and I also want to point out a moment of hypocrisy, uh, Maxwell. And uh, you you might have some thoughts on this given your particular heritage. Uh, and I don't mean on your dad's side. If you know what I mean, um, I'm Chinese. Yes, this is what you're trying to get at. If if you didn't know, Maxwell is is I think we've said it before, but Maxwell is is biracial. He is half Chinese, half white. And uh, by the way, if you couldn't tell, I am very monoracial, white, and also more white. Mm-hmm. So there you go. But uh, uh. The point being that Oppenheimer was fine using the nukes on the Germans uh, because of what they were doing to the Jews, right? But if he was trying to, uh, uh, if he was trying to be like, okay, the Germans are evil, they deserve it, then he should have been fine with uh, using it on the Japanese too. The problem is he wasn't fine with that. So his reason for wanting to nuke the Germans was not justice uh, or, or wanting to stop them. It was revenge for like what his people had suffered. And, you know, sometimes revenge is a noble goal, but I think we should re-examine Oppenheimer's like moral convictions on that sort of thing and be like, okay, he, he wasn't exactly like doing it because he, he thought they were an evil and they needed to be stopped. He did it because they were being evil to his people. And, you know, that's probably justified. I'm more than a, a, a amenable to, like, Jewish revenge stories. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite stories of all time. It's fucking awesome, you know? But, yeah. Yeah, it's just Oppenheimer was not, he had no moral high ground. And I feel like the film could have analyzed that. I feel like the film could have been like, okay, uh, uh, you know, you only wanted to do it to the Germans because they were doing it to the Jews, you know, because of the Holocaust. And yeah, and I feel like they could have gone into that. However, due to a long and complicated history, uh, which is probably too much to go into in one podcast episode, we have sort of been forced to uh, uh, forced in some ways. And then other people through their ignorance have decided to redeem the Japanese a little bit more than the Germans. Uh, Cause you know, everybody learns about the Holocaust, but well, nobody I think yeah. they committed they both committed some pretty serious atrocities in the war. Exactly. But we don't hear about uh, uh, that. We, we hear about the, the Holocaust, and rightly so. That was, like, the maybe the worst genocide that ever happened, you know? Mm-hmm. But we should be hearing more about the, the Japanese atrocities. But given the long geopolitical history in that region, you know, the fact that we had to 
ally with them to get a staging ground for Korea and to to uh, keep a staging ground uh, in case of communist China, that sort of thing. Uh, so we've had to, again, redeem them. The same thing we kind of had to do with the Germans. We did have to be like, th- there is that myth of the clean Wehrmacht. I, I actually wrote a paper on that back in uh, sophomore year for English um, about like like the uh, redeeming of the Wehrmacht because a lot of those like Nazi officers who did horrible things but didn't get charged at Nuremberg became members of NATO in west germany and we had to be like okay there are buddies now so we so we have to divorce the evil of, of of the nazis from the germans so we decided okay but the wehrmacht were fine but the ss were bad which is just inaccurate but that that's what we had to do because of like convenience so a uh, uh, long rants aside we have humanized the japanese a lot more than maybe we should have given their role in that war they should be viewed as bad as the germans and the italians and uh if you're assigning moral judgment i i think japan is definitely a justifiable target for nukes if you think germany was but i think due to that cold war stuff and also nowadays there's like a lot of people on the American left do have that thing where they're like, as long as they're not white or not American, they're cool. So the Japanese got a little bit of redeeming from that too. And I think that's probably not justified either. Uh, so okay. nowadays we've, we've re-examined the nuking of Japan a little bit. And I, and that's, yeah, that's sort of been, a little bit more um that that certainly weighed on the film where everyone was like there was a lot of uh discourse on twitter i don't know if you saw um but a lot of people were like why didn't they show like the japanese perspective and i think that would have been stupid because it's yeah, a movie called oppenheimer yeah that wouldn't make a lot of sense yeah it, it and it's based on a biography of oppenheimer i i don't think the author really focused on that in the book but yeah i don't know i i think oppenheimer was a loser and he was cringe uh i don't i don't know about you well i thought the movie portrayed that pretty well yeah um yeah that sex scene was weird yeah there were a lot of like choices in the film which i kind of you know, whatever, it's a movie. You can kind mm-hmm. of bend reality when you're working in that medium. Uh, I don't know. It It is kind of jarring, though. Yes. <laughs> to see that. Uh, also, I hate nudity in movies, right? Do you know why? Oh, give us a reason. Butters from South Park made a very salient point about this. We never see, uh, we very rarely see men's wieners, and when we do, they're very they're soft, they're flaccid, they're unintimidating, right? I want to see erect men's penises. Okay, maybe that makes me gay. I don't know, but I think there's not a lot of representation. You know, 
because I'm 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 sick of looking at boobs in movies, man. That's it's it's cringe, and I don't like it. I want to see dicks. I want to see dicks and balls. You know. Well, and, am I the only one? I'll I'll let that stay for the record. I don't know if that's feminist or misogynist, but I don't really care. I want to see dicks and balls. That's all. That's that's what I want. Equality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I have like four categories that this thing is gonna be nominated for. Uh, and and you can mark my words on this. You, you can come back in. What is it? January that they announced the Oscars. Um. Uh, best picture nominated. Best actor probably winning. Um, best sound because they combined those two. Uh, and best uh, soundtrack or score. Yeah. Score, soundtrack, whatever it's score. called. Score. Yeah. Uh, uh, what what did he get? Hans again. I think it was Hans again. Uh, did a pretty good job. I liked it. Um, Killian Murphy, obviously, did a very good job. Uh, yeah. Very very well portrayed. He he got the voice down pretty well. Yeah, I was kind of in, intrigued by that that he yeah. he did put on a voice for the role. I mean, it wouldn't have helped if he was doing like his Peaky Blinders voice. Well, I haven't seen that, but I I or imagine like, it would be very different. Or his like Irish voice, but he he really I I can tell which interview he listened to for for most of his uh uh voice work and you know rightly so that's like the most famous interview of robert oppenheimer of all time but yeah who knew it made for great pillow talk <laughs> i mean it's not pillow talk that's that's dirty talk because pillow talk is what you do after <laughs> they were fucking they were fucking and he was saying i am become death the destroyer of worlds that's the only time he used it yeah which is weird it's like they had to throw it in there but chris nolan was like no it's too cliche if i if i throw it in later it's too cliche if i do it in the normal spot um anywho christopher nolan's a pretentious fuck uh this is less pretentious than tenet though yeah Um, i skipped that movie and they uh he finally figured out how to do sound mixing it was it was touch and go there at the beginning it was it was kind of hard to hear the the dialogue at the beginning, but he yeah. figured it out by the end. Uh, I have to agree. Sound mixing, yeah. the the dialogue was mostly like easy to hear, but I yeah. don't understand what's with these movies and not not knowing how to balance their sound. Yeah, it's just people talking. How is this so hard for people to? to portray portray in movies yeah i mean i mean between the like the the movies that we've been the movie is people talking how can they not have it down so that you can understand what they're saying i don't know yeah (laughs) what were what were some of your thoughts i i I did in fact take notes uh on both of these yes i did and not during but after all right well um i don't know I I thought that I I think he's trying to do I watched I never watched Tenet but I think he is Christopher Nolan's creating this kind of rewatchability in his movies mm-hmm. where 
you know, you watch it once and you kind of realize by the third act that the characters that you've been looking at in this movie are actually very different than mm-hmm. what you figured them to be. So I'm looking forward to seeing this again. Yeah. Because I, and uh, I don't know, I like that kind of trick in the movie where, you know, most of the characters seem to have justified in, or um, good intentions by um, relative to the protagonist. And then you realize, oh, he's, they're not, they're all working out of their own self-interest. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if was... that's a big spoiler for the movie. Yeah. But... What I thought was really what was really intriguing was some of the casting. We got some pretty big names. They got everyone. For very minor roles. We had I really, I really yeah. thought uh Rami Malik wouldn't say anything the whole movie. That would have been awesome. That would have been, been so dope. funny. I was kind of hoping he just wouldn't say anything. But then he had to open his stupid mouth and save the movie. But you I mean, know, it was a. Nothing, re- I mean, he no, had a no really offense good to monologue. his mouth. He had a yeah. really good monologue. That was that. Yeah, but like Josh Peck, motherfucking Drake and Josh minus Drake was yeah. in this fucking movie. That was really funny. I wonder why Nolan made that choice. The Boys was in this movie. You know. You know, it, it, it's we had some crazy fucking casting choices here. It was inc- it, it was really good. Don't get me wrong. We we had some like people who I did not recognize at all. Um, we'll talk about casting here in a minute because we also have to talk about Barbie and we have to talk about Secret Invasion. And weirdly, they share a person. Mm, that's weird, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But like yeah, casting, weird. yeah. I think I need some more explanation on what you mean by they share a person. The funniest thing is you don't remember secret invasion enough to know that the main villain was in Barbie and had multiple lines. Oh yeah. I remember that, but I thought we were talking about Oppenheimer. Oh no, 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 no. Um, no, but both of those have, uh, uh, both of the leads in those movies have played major Batman villains. They made a lot of Batman movies. It's weird. Did they? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to rack he, my brain behind Killian the Murphy movie. was Killian Murphy was Scarecrow. I know that. Margot Robbie was Harley Quinn. But she wasn't a she wasn't like a real Batman villain. Harley not, Quinn is a Batman villain. Yeah, but or, Batman isn't even in half her movies. So he was in I'll Suicide be, Squad. I don't the, know. This 2016 one. The bad one, the one I didn't watch. It's, you, 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 you weren't missing much. I, I watched that. Uh, I, I wasted some of the valuable family visiting time. Uh, back at boarding school, I wasted some of my family visiting time to watch that, and I will never get that time back. Isn't that sad? Isn't that fucked up? Um, but yeah, overall. Oppenheimer, weird sex scenes. Um, yeah, I'm. Not, I don't know. I, I'm kind of intrigued by that whole, like, part of the movie too. It's not very. It doesn't go into a lot of detail on yeah. what happened to her. Uh, yeah, 
Didn't it character. imply that she was murdered? It did. W- wasn't there like the, the glove? Yeah. It did. What? It did a mix of both. It did a mix of in, implying that what she did was suicide and yeah. what happened was murder. Yeah. And maybe maybe it was like, maybe Oppenheimer felt like he did it, but they didn't really go too much into that. If If they were trying to symbolize it, they could have been like, they could have made it more obvious, but also I feel like that would have been dumbing it down. Um, I literally was just gonna say something. Oh, oh, uh, weird moment. Oh, also another character we, uh, another casting slash character we forgot. Motherfucking Han Solo was in this. Young Han Solo was in this. Can you believe it? It's wild. What a time to be alive. Oh Anyhow, yeah, yeah. Remember when he says like, "Oh yeah, it was uh, Senator." john f kennedy that felt like a that felt like the line from when the the guy was like han dot 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 solo that 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 line delivery was exactly that you know it felt like a like fan service but real life history you know yeah. i'm surprised people didn't cheer in the audience i mean there was not enough cheering in the audience yeah in my theater. I, I remember people- that part when when Oppenheimer's given the speech and everyone's like, fuck yeah, we blew up the Japanese. Woo! I would have clapped for that, man. That would have been awesome. Yeah. They harnessed the power of the sun on motherfuckers. They, they blew they up our away. boats. They got away with it by make turning the, the movie quiet so it would be awkward for audiences to clap. Dude, I would I would have clapped so much. I would have. I mean, I, I feel like that's a clap-worthy moment. They blew up our boats. Don't touch our fucking boats, assholes. It's real fucking simple. Do not touch our boats. Do you know how many fucking wars have been started because people keep touching our goddamn boats? It's a lot. You know? Like, blame the main on Spain. Uh, 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 the, bar- the, the quasi-war with France. The War of 1812. World War II. World War One, arguably, uh, uh, even the Civil War. You know, Fort Sumter. You know, it's not a boat, but it sits in a harbor, so it's like an honorary boat. And the South touched it, and look what happened. Don't touch our boats. I feel like that. More movies should should have that message as a warning. Do not fuck with our boats. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Boats very important. Don't fuck with them. We, yeah i don't uh, sure i'll take your word for it don't fuck with the boats man it's crazy um uh but yeah can we just go back to like florence Pugh has done a lot of like naked scenes at this point and then what was it she wore like that like valentino dress that like just had like her whole titties out and it's just like you mean at like a gala or something? It was it was the Valentino like fashion show, and she had like a, a pink top on that was like completely sheer. I saw her at the NASCAR race, or not NASCAR, uh, Formula that's One. That's right. <laughs> I love I love the audacity of the. Oh, I saw her at that NASCAR race. When you're talking about Formula One, that's I know. like that's like saying, oh, I saw her at uh. uh Sorry, that's my that's my American half shining through. I was about to say I saw her at the Ritz Carlton when you meant the Holiday Inn, man. It's 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 insane. It's oh, that's so fucking funny. 
That's yeah. really funny. I have no strong connections to Formula One, but she was there. She had this like pink, blonde, short buzz cut. Yeah, she shaved her head for that uh, for the Met Gala. And interesting. Yeah. Uh, I for her the Met Gala. I don't think that's true either. It it had something to do with her hair in this movie. Either they made her diet and she didn't like it, so she had to shave it off, or she shaved it off so that they could put that red wig on her. Either way, yeah. But like, I mean, she she's very confident. I'll I'll give her that. Uh, if I were to be less charitable, I would say she seems to be allergic to cotton. What with how often she takes her clothes off in movies, but you know, good for her. Feminism, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, I mean, she's gotten more roles. Yeah, and, she, uh, she she gets paid more than I do. I'll tell you that much. So, fuck yeah. You there's know that. If that's what if that's what you want to do, and it rolls in the big bucks, good for you, man. I I fuck with it. I mean, she was the best thing in uh, Black Widow. She was the best thing in uh, Hawkeye, you know? So even when she keeps her clothes on, she's still, like, a good actress. So there you go. Yeah, I never watched her movie with Harry Styles, but... I I heard that one was ass. I heard heard it was shitty. Yeah, I just moved on with my life. Um, Chris Pine is fucking hot, though. Tell you that much. Did you did you watch the Dungeons and Dragons movie? Yeah, I did. That was great, and Chris Pine was really hot in that one too. He's just really hot. I I think I have a crush on Chris Pine. Mm. You've been very revealing this episode. I mean, he's been about... he's been getting hotter. First, right? you've been wanting more dicks in movies, and now you're talking about how hot Chris Pine is. I mean, I'm I not can... trying to connect any dots here, but I'm not gay. But he's really hot. Like, I'm not... I don't want to fuck him. I don't want him to fuck me. But he's hot. He's a, He is an attractive-ass man. You know, he might be in my top three most attractive men of all time. Uh, obviously, I'm excluded from the list. I, I, it'd be, I, I can't include myself on there because then it would be, you know, top four because I'd be at the top, obviously. But, you know, Lenny Kravitz, uh, Simon Baker... And 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 Chris Pine, three most attractive men of all time. Got to tell you, some some hot ass men. Let me tell you. Wow. Yeah. I like I like men. You know, men pretty goddamn based. I I'm I'm a big men fan. You know. All pretty, right. <laughs> pretty dope. You know, women. You know, they're cool. But men, fuck yeah, men. You know. I'm not gay. It's just, you know, men are cool. Is that is that wrong? If that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Also, speaking of hot men, Killian Murphy used to be hotter. I I don't think he's aged as well. You know, and like 28 days later, you know, like 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 about 10-ish years ago, uh or I closer to 20 now, Jesus. Uh but yeah, back then he was he was he was a smoke show, you know what I mean? I suppose. Max, if I don't know why you don't want to admit it, you know, men are pretty hot. Yeah, I mean, I will agree with you on that. 
Mm-hmm. There you go. Back to the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I know this is, is kind of off topic. Reggie Jean Page, not as hot. I don't really see the appeal, to be honest. You know? I, I, uh, I, I, I don't, don't see it. I don't get it. I think it's the beard. I think if he was clean shaven, nobody would like him. Everybody likes that goddamn beard, but no. It's the beard and the accent. But yeah, he just doesn't do it for me. Chris Pine is way better. Way better. But um, I feel like we should take the ad break now before we switch into Barbie because I've got a lot to say about that and I don't want to break up the flow. Uh, so do you have any last things to say about Oppenheimer or a, a sexually attractive or what? Uh, what? I didn't say that. Um, attractive men. Well, I just, I really liked a lot of people's performances in that movie. And I don't think it's Nolan's best film. But, no. Nothing you know, is ever going to top The Dark Knight. Like or, nothing he puts out is ever going to top Dark Knight. Or like Inception. It's just there's just a hard there's a hard high bar to to compete with, but you know I thought the sound was really good. A lot mm-hmm. of things were pretty good in this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I'll tell you what I didn't like. Right? I'll tell yeah. you what I didn't like. Tell me. Um, they dropped the nuke. Right? They blow up the nuke during the Trinity test. Uh, mm-hmm. the light gets there very quickly. Uh, I don't know how many miles back they were, but they were staring at that thing for a long while, and the sound should have hit them a lot faster. So I, I'm not sure he got the timing right on that. Yeah, well, maybe was a- he was, maybe he was trying to show a bunch of people reacting to it at the same time, and then. Yeah, but like even the if sound you t- boom happens after, even if you time it out with like just Oppenheimer, uh, or like just the general and shit, it still takes a little too long. Uh, so I don't know how I feel about that, because you know, you see it, and then you count the seconds, and then you divide that by five, and that's how many miles away it is, roughly. That's how you do for for lightning and thunder, right? So I feel like it it should have been a little bit faster. Should have been a little bit faster. But a, you know what? Fairly minor complaint in regards to the three hours. Yeah, it was movie. a cool moment. It was a cool moment when it boom and it hit. That was that was kind of dope. Um, I feel like it was a little... I, I don't know what to, to call it. It just... It felt like that would have was like a better conclusion to the movie. I feel like they should have focused more on that, and then it like kept going. And his trial, his trial seemed to be the main focus of the film. I know, and I'm not. I don't know how I feel about that. Feels like sort of less interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I liked it either way. It was a good movie. I wouldn't be upset if it won Best Picture. Killers of the Flower Moon probably will. I don't know. Doesn't matter, but let's do an ad break and then we'll talk about Barbie. So fucking stay tuned. Since I moved out on my own, I've been working on trying to stay healthy by avoiding fast foods and fatty meals, as well as keeping my hydration up. 
I know how bad it feels when you're severely dehydrated, and it really helps to have some help keeping your water and electric electrolyte levels in check. That's where today's sponsor, Liquid IV, comes in. Liquid IV is a category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and twice the hydration speed from water alone, plus three times the electrolytes of a traditional sports drink. You can use it first thing in the morning, as part of your workout routine, after a long night out, or on long flights. Anywhere you need hydration, you can use Liquid IV. I particularly recommend it due to the festival and concert season starting, since partying all day in the hot sun really makes you sweat. Liquid IV is also made with premium non-GMO ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. They are also partnered with many organizations providing protections for water access worldwide, donating over 39 million servings to over 50 countries worldwide. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code IIHSPODCAST at checkout. All one word, by the way. Uh, That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code IIHSPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Go check it out at the link in our description. Thank you to Liquid IV for giving us a sponsorship. This episode has been generously sponsored by skunknuggetparenting.com run by my own talented mother. Parenting is hard. Sometimes kids and parents are like night and day. It can be very hard to get on the same page with them, and a lot of parents have anxiety that maybe they're doing it all wrong. Luckily, there is a service out there that can help. Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions is a company that provides parent coaching services, resource referrals, and psychological profiling, along with 24-7 phone and text access in an all-virtual program. Plus, the first consultation is free. In order to get this amazing service, please visit skunknuggetparenting.com. That is skunknuggetparenting.com. Thank you to Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions for sponsoring this episode. Thank you all for listening. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Barbie, let's talk about it. Maxwell, I want to let you take the lead on this one. Well, it's certainly a lot more lighthearted than Oppenheimer. Uh, This is the take your kids to the movie movie of this weekend, I would say. See, I actually, I I heard a lot of people thought that, and then they took their kids, and then they were like, wow, there's way too many adult jokes. We gotta, we we can't let our kids see this. And so they took their kids out of the theater. I, I think we had... Uh, a couple of kids who left in my showing, but it was a packed theater. Oh my God. It was packed. There were, yeah, everybody and their mother was there. Uh, I'm in a, a group chat for my uh, uh, college and um, like people I didn't even like plan to go with, you know, I, I went with my, uh, with one of my friends who doesn't go to my college, but like people in the group chat were at the sh- same showing as me, like without even planning it, it was mm. packed standing room only like completely packed. It was. Yeah. Um, how did you, how did you feel like overall quality wise? I mean, the sets were pretty impressive. 
I'd say. I will agree. Uh, it really did feel like a big toy world. Um, yep. I think a lot of the important points of the plot were kind of lost on me. Like the whole people get brainwashed when they go back to the Barbie world from the real world and suddenly everyone is brainwashed by the Kens. Yeah. And I'm going to be the one to say the human stuff, like I know all the Barbies are humans, but like, I don't know. I didn't really much care for those moments in the movie. See, yeah, it felt like I feel, I don't know. I just I feel like I've seen those in like so many movies like I don't know, like anything that has to do with inanimate like Muppets or Transformers or anything like that. They have this human insert and I don't know. They like I I can get people liking those portrayals but i really just i'm kind of over it at this rate yeah now i i have a lot a you lot, have a lot more to say sure. about this go go nuts i don't know i just like i still enjoyed the movie so yeah i i will say i enjoyed a lot of this movie i feel like everybody a lot of the actors put their everything into it. Um, yeah, Ryan Gosling is great. I if Ryan Gosling wins an Oscar for this movie, it, it's if probably his best lead. It's I probably one of my three one. favorite performances by him. Yeah, yeah. it was He's, really good. He really. I've, uh yeah. I, ne- I never felt like I saw the real, like the young Ryan Gosling rebirthed in the yeah. present but i certainly did you know because have you seen those old videos of him dancing in like as a kid yeah and like and a now, full group of girls yeah and now he's like drive he, he's john drive uh i assume that was the character's name because uh, his name drive uh so so he was you know john drive and uh k from uh is it? Did we decide on the? Is it K or is it Joe from from Blade Runner twenty forty nine? You know, it's K. His yes. name was K. Yeah, but the but the Ana de Armas uh, calls him Joe. So yeah, maybe for that's whatever like a, reason. Maybe K is his dead name. I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect him like that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, the super serious, you know, Sigma male type shit. You know, it it was cool to see him do goofy and fun again, because like, I don't. I mean, I didn't see La La Land, but even then, I assume that was less. You know, I, I, I yeah, I assume that was less. Well, less. he's he's pretty good in that. I mean, he doesn't. It's the role is not so serious, not so Mm-hmm. ridiculous as either role it's kind of in the middle for that movie but he definitely uh brings a lot to that film yeah he's a very exceptional actor and he was exceptional in this so was margot um mar yep margot robbie's a phenomenal actress i um yeah she's she's really proven that she's yeah phenomenal 
I've I've liked her in a lot of things. She was the best part of that shitty 2016 Suicide Squad. She was one of the best parts of the new Suicide Squad. Um, she was really good. I didn't see Birds of Prey. Um, she was really good in I Tanya. She was really good in Wolf of Wall Street. She's been really good in a lot of things. She's very, very talented. Um, this movie was incredibly meta. A, a little too meta. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, this might have been more pretentious than Oppenheimer. This might have been more up its own ass than Oppenheimer. We're gonna, we're gonna get to it. But I don't. A lot of the messaging in this movie doesn't work. Or is bad. Hey, dog, what are you doing? Knock that, knock that off. Knock well, that off. You know yeah, what? I, I don't think it, I don't think it really worked in a way that it wanted to, but maybe, yeah. maybe it did for other audiences. You know, other people could have been like, "Wow, we'll eat this all up. We love this." Uh, yeah. You know. uh, I, I, I can go into a lot of reasons. Number one. Uh, first thing I wrote down, uh, they there's a lot of complaining about over-sexualizing women, um, but major plot points and multiple scenes and f- full shots are focused on women's feet, which is kind of weird, right? You know, we, we complain about Tarantino doing that, right? Like, everyone says, oh, that's that's kind of cringe. That's kind of weird. You know, Tarantino likes to make a lot of women's feet shots, right? But when Greta Gerwig does it, it's fine. Just just saying. It's kind of weird. Um, also, uh, later on, you know, in the, in the movie, uh, uh, I, I kind of want to keep this in order, but this is sort of... I wrote this down as sort of like a, 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 a train of thought, you know, just like stream of consciousness, consciousness type thing. But like, yeah, it, this, what, what I'll say overall is like, if you don't, if you don't want to get any, like any spoilers for Barbie, if you somehow still haven't seen it, um, I will say uh, it feels like, it started out with a, I want to make a feminist movie about Barbies and they worked backwards from there, you know? Cause they were like, it's, cause it's, it's a Barbie, but like feminism. Cause you know, Barbies are actually are, are sexist, you know, like they try to be feminist, but they're actually sexist, you know? So it feels like they were working backwards from there. So the messaging doesn't really work with the premise. If that makes sense. Kind of. Um, uh, first of all, because it implies that, uh, 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 cause you know how like everyone in Barbie land is a created object, right? Like they're, they're created. They were not born. They were not raised. They were not nurtured. It's all like, this is what they are. Yeah. The, the movie doesn't do a whole lot to try to explain itself which is fine like that's kind of the the point of the movie but as like a result you kind of take the some parts of it less seriously yes it wants you it, it is not a dumb movie 
Like it is trying not to be a dumb movie. It is trying to make you think about it. However, the internal logic does not hold up to scrutiny. So you cannot simultaneously say, oh, it's a serious movie with serious themes and serious thoughts and you need to take it seriously. But also, it's just a dumb movie about dolls. Don't think about it. Right? You, you can't do that. So it feels it, it's too adult for kids and it's too simplistic for adults. So it's, it's you know, it, it doesn't work. Um, also another problematic thing I noticed is that every single man in the movie is, you know, bad and evil and patriarchal, um, except Alan, who is queer coded and it almost kind of comes off as them saying that if you're a gay man, you're not really a real man, if you know what I mean. Right, and that—that's kind of a whoopsie, Greta. That's—that's that's not very progressive. Don't don't do that. Um, yeah, it's that's kind of fucked up. Um, yeah. Oh, a- another comparison I really liked. Uh, obviously the song "Barbie Girl." You know, everybody knows that song, right? Yes was sort of in this movie. They they had to let fucking yeah. Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj shit all over it, but yeah. Yeah, they couldn't get the official rights to the song for this movie. Yeah. Didn't was that the issue? I I didn't look into that. Was that actually the issue? Yeah, they couldn't agree on it, so they didn't get the the song proper for this movie. I think I they mean, tried. Yeah, but they I mean didn't. Yeah, that makes sense because like back in the day when that came out, you know, it's obviously a really raunchy song about a fucking children's toy. So Mattel sued them. And honestly, if I were Aqua, I I wouldn't be like, okay, no, you you, you can t- sure you can totally use this song in your movie. No, yeah, I would be sense. like, fuck off. You fucking assholes tried to sue us back in the day. Fuck off. You know, I would still hold that grudge. But like the song, the movie is a lot of style and production value with no actual substance, right? You know, you got your your dance numbers, you got your uh, 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 set design, you, you, you know, the costume design, everything like that is perfect, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. But, like, overall substance, not really. It, it, it feels a lot more convinced of its own importance uh, than it is actually important. And also, it's a little bit problematic. Um, it, it, it says, like, a few cursory, like, girl power lines and shit. You know, not, not breaking any new ground there. And then it sort of pats itself on the back for the rest of it. Um. Here's a line that I had an issue with. Uh, do you remember at the end uh, when Simu Liu says, hey, can, can we be on the Supreme Court? And they're like, mm, no. Uh, uh, but maybe, And then Helen Mirren is like, maybe someday the Kens will have enough power uh, or will have the amount of power that women have in real life. Uh, I just wanted to point out, there are four Supreme Court justices who are women. That... There are four of them. Yeah. Just because you don't claim one of them 
doesn't mean there aren't four. You know, j- just because you don't like Amy Coney Barrett doesn't mean she's not a woman on the Supreme Court. You know, is she a fucking idiot? Does she stand up for stupid things? Yes. But again, woman on the Supreme Court. So I, 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 I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, like that's, are, are there more women in the United States than men? Yes. Should there be more women on the Supreme Court than men? Possibly. But you can't act like there aren't four already. Which, which is roughly half and half. Yeah. If they made it uh, uh, 10, if they made it an even number, there would probably be five and five, which, you know, there you go. That's, that's, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, also, there, uh, uh, Barbie, you know, she wants, she wants her like autonomy from Ken. You know, she wants, she wants to get away from Ken. She doesn't like Ken. She very clearly doesn't like Ken. Yeah. So why the fuck are you still dating him, dumbass? I thought she didn't. No, like in the in the beginning, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Like from the very beginning at the beach scene, they are boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. I I get that. Yeah. So why the fuck are they even still dating? Cuz from the very beginning she doesn't even like him. She doesn't want to spend time with him. She wants space away from him. Why not? Why not just like dump him? I get that that's like the end of the movie. I don't. I don't want to be like one of those people who like falls for that trap, or where it's like you're using the character at the beginning of their arc to judge them overall, even though they go through their arc. But like again, it should. Th- this should have been a non-story, right? Because even in 2023, women can break up with their boyfriends with like, you know very little consequences and if the man comes after her he is unequivocally the bad guy we as a society have figured this out you know greta you're you're this isn't the fucking 60s anymore okay people can break up now there you go yeah i thought the the end for a lot of the characters was not really set in stone but here yeah, here's another thing that really honked me off. Mm-hmm. Um, America Ferreira, her character, I think it was like Gloria or something. She's like, we never get thanked for being women. Uh, and and I, wrote, I wrote this down. Uh, there's a whole day just for being women. Uh, people oh, you have spend, notes on these. I do. People spend 1.4 times more on Mother's Day than they do Father's Day. Uh, and there's a whole month for women's history uh, compared to uh, we get one day. There, there's an international men's day that nobody celebrates. So there you go. You do get thanked just for being women. There you go. Congratulations. Um, oh, here's another note that I took. Uh, I feel bad for Greta's partner of 12 years and her two sons because uh, she has some issues and resentment towards men. And uh, I, I just hope she doesn't like take it out on them because it, it very much seems like she has some sort of resentment. And I, yeah, I, I just, I feel bad for them. 
you know, because it definitely seems like she's got a problem. Uh, because every single real man in this movie, you know, other than Alan, because they don't see him as a real man, is either sexist or racist, you know? Uh, there are, like, normal women, you know, like, because the, the Barbies are Barbies, but they're also, like, normal women, right? Like, in the real world. You know, okay. America Ferreira, the daughter, the the kids, um, and just, like, the, the random, like, women that they talk to are just, like, normal. But yeah. there are no normal men in the movie. They're all either sexist or, in the case of the dad, they're... Uh, uh, you know, the, he he does cultural appropriation, so he's racist. Uh, he has a Hispanic wife and a half Hispanic child, and he's trying to learn their language. And the fucking daughter says, "No, that's cultural appropriation, Dad." Like, what the fuck? Like, what? How is the daughter not a parody? Right? Like In the movie. Yeah. D- do you think they were playing it straight, or do you think that she was a parody? I think they played it straight. Then I really feel bad for Greta Gerwig's fucking uh, uh, partner and her two sons because that that daughter character unironically came off like uh, all the worst parts of Twitter plus Britta from Community Season 5 and 6. Yeah, right? I, like, I mean, I would say that like they were not very interesting characters I in the would, movie as I far would, as it goes i don't yeah. know i didn't think their turn was so powerful i don't know i just like i think i reached that point in the movie and i was just so tuned out from like what was about to happen like i yeah. kind of I, I don't know <laughs> yeah it's not uh, uh yeah I mean, I still liked, uh, you know, I like the parts in Barbie World, and I like those characters. Yeah, the the dance scene. There's so much. Yeah, those things are all really fun. Um, Even the Ken number, which is, like, so ridiculous. Like, it's kind of camp just because of how it fits in with the rest of the movie. I mean, I, I kind of have a problem with how they treated Ken, right? Because, uh, like like I was saying before, um, you know, it, it is by nature that the Kens are all flawed, you know, they and all the women are perfect, right? It is by nature, it is, you know, in the text of the movie, it is saying that men were created badly, but women weren't, and it's the women's job to help the men you know, to tell them to be like, find your own identity. You have to be enough, right? And that's just reverse taming of the shrew, which is very sexist. That is one of the most sexist pieces of media of all time. You know, like Shakespeare was not a progressive dude, right? Maybe like maybe for the time, kind of, but like the 1500s were not a fucking progressive time. And I've said it before in previous episodes and I'll say it again. If you can't, if you can make a statement about certain groups of people, but if you change those groups, it would be bigoted. 
then it's still bigoted for the first group of people. You know, like if you made the opposite of this movie, right. Where men are Ken. all awesome. Yeah. Where, where, where the Ken's are all great and women try to do a matriarchy and it fails and it's terrible. Uh, and they should just be content with what they have. Uh, or with a little bit more, right? That would mm-hmm. be the most sexist movie ever made, and people would be boycotting it, right? Like that would be like, uh, like you know, you know how all the right wing people are all going fucking ape shit for that one Jim Caviezel movie. It's out right now. It's like about like the human trafficking thing. I don't know. I don't think that like it's like a great point of comparison to just say let's flip the script on its head and see how it would do with audiences. But you, but that's how it should work. But a if lot you... of like, no, I don't think so because I mean the women, the the history and past experience of women is very different than men's history. You know, just it's very. I don't. I don't think I need to explain that. And but if so, the interest is equality, if the interest is equality, if you are trying to make an egalitarian society where everyone has the exact same amount of, of, of rights and privileges and that sort of thing, and nobody gets preferential treatment, then you can't be making statements like that. You can't be saying, you know, men are by nature worthless and only exist to please men because if you said the if you said that about women you would be worse than andrew tate man i don't i don't think the the current position in our history though is like that i know but if we're working towards that if we are working towards like an actual progressive thing because there are other things in this movie that make it seem like it's not about progressivism. It is about Greta Gerwig has some kind of issues with men. You know, I a lot of people are saying it is like misandrist and people are getting they're getting fucking clowned on for it. But like if you just read into it a little bit, it's kind of fucked up. You know, the the whole like uh uh men need to be open and vulnerable about their emotions. Right. But when they do it in this movie, it doesn't get taken seriously. Like compare Barbie's like breakdown with Ken's right. Compare how seriously the movie takes Barbie's breakdown with Ken's right. Like when, when Ken talks about like, I I'm vulnerable, you know, I I'm, I'm, and whenever he's like crying and shit, the I am Ken enough, it, it's, it's downplaying it. It's taking the piss out of it. You know, it's making fun of it. And if you really want to get rid of fucking toxic masculinity, you play that shit straight. You play it straight. You say, okay, it actually is okay to be vulnerable because it still isn't, you know? Uh, uh- he, he sings a song about like how he's like open and vulnerable about his emotions in his little Ken song. And it's yeah. a joke. It, it's not actually progressive. It says it is, it wants to play the act like it is. And it does a few vague motions towards it, 
but then it just sort of stops. And then it just like, it's like, all right, we did it. High fives all around. And I'm like, no, no, you, you almost got there, but no, you, you, you didn't, it, you, you're bad. You, you didn't do it. You're bad. You didn't do it. You know? Well, okay. I mean, I don't know. I thought that some of the messaging did work in the movie. Just, I mean, I, I may not, I may not fully agree with it, and I may have different reasons for not agreeing with it than you. I think there were some good think, messages delivered badly, and I think there were some bad messages delivered crystal clear. And I, yeah. I think overall, it was a thematic mess. It is not as progressive as it thinks it is. And I don't think we, uh, it should be like getting hailed as like the most feminist thing ever. Which, to be fair, most people are saying it isn't. I, I feel like the a, a lot of people aren't actually giving it like that sort of credit. The only people giving it that sort of credit are its detractors. You know, like the the like I said, the fucking Andrew Tates and the and the Jordan Petersons and the Ben Shapiro's. They're you know, like Ben Shapiro literally made a whole video burning like a Barbie and Ken in the in a trash can. He he literally made a whole video about oh, that. That's yeah. a bit much. Yeah, you know, most people on the left are like. No, it's just a movie about fucking dolls for little girls. You know, they're they're not hailing it as like incredible, groundbreaking cinema. You know, it's it's fun, it's fun, and it has some like girl power messaging, and that's it. And I think that's how the opinion should be. I don't know if I would rewatch it again. I don't know if I would rewatch Oppenheimer, but you know, it was something. You know, I, I was I was there. But uh, all I want to say is, uh, so you know how, like, Ryan Gosling tries to, like, guilt trip Barbie into, like, you know, physical affection with him? Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I've asked a lot of my, you know, male friends and, you know, even, like, male strangers. I put some, like, polls out there, you know. Have you ever been guilted or like coerced into physical affection by a woman that you didn't want to do. And a lot of them have. And I just want to say if they ever made a movie like that, treating it, uh, you know, playing it straight, taking it seriously and being like, okay, this is not okay. This is bad. This is a serious issue that we need to discuss. It wouldn't get nearly as much traction as Barbie did. That's all I'll say. That is, and you know, I feel like again, if we want to reach that equal playing field for everyone, we got to work on that too. And you know, maybe someday we will, but not yet. Yeah, well, it's still entertaining, I guess. For- yeah. I don't know. It's it's still two hours. Yeah, it's it's a little bit. <laughs> Long and a little bit bloated. Long man. Yeah, (laughs) we we do need to make shorter movies. What what happened to the nice hour and a half? You know, because I always get a large drink, and whenever I I do that, I have to pee. 
You know, like, can we fucking wrap it up, please? Homie's got to pee. Also, we need to talk about Secret Invasion and how little we need to talk about it. Literally, the most interesting thing about Secret Invasion this week uh, is setting up this week's episode. I was going to say is that the main the actor from the main villain was in Barbie. Yeah, it was really funny. He gave a way better performance there, too. He, like, broke character in the middle of Barbie to play his Secret Invasion character for, like, one line. I was like, why why did he do that? He's like, we didn't know what we were fighting for or, or whatever. Oh, I wish I knew the fucking line, but he was yeah, like, it was about like being in like power our, and like our own action. skin. It was like being in our own skin. <laughs> Something about being in their own skin. It's like, why did they give the one guy who's playing a scroll that, that line? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they were in production at the same time. Maybe not. But I think it would be really funny if that was like an intentional reference. But I don't think it is. I feel like it was intentional. A lot of this movie felt very intentional and not like in an entertaining, like whatever. Like I get it. Okay. I watched the show and I get that all you, you've recast a bunch of the actors to be in this movie, which is sex education. They got a bunch of actors in sex education and they kind of like threw some clips in. To this movie yeah oh also oh. can we talk about those random stock footage clips that they put in this movie and it was supposed to be taken seriously like it was i don't fucking know it just was um, so stupid I also forgot, I, I blanked that out of my head because of just how nonsensical it was i i i feel like that could have been intentional but i have another thing it just feels kind of lazy i don't know it just it felt, I don't know, it stock footage, yeah. really. But and you can did we it twice? But we did. Movie. But but hang on, hang on. I forgot to mention this. There was a transgender actress in this, and that's not what we've been taught. And that's not what like the 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 you know the Jordan Peterson Ben Shapiro circle jerk has been talking about. You know, that's that's progress, right? You know, because like. Before, when it was Bud Light, you know, there's like, oh, there's a trans woman doing the the beer. Eh." But like, there was a trans woman in this, and they didn't even say anything. So I think that's progress. I think we're making progress. Apparently, this is the biggest directorial, like, biggest box office opening for a movie directed by a woman. Fourth largest opening weekend in history, if I recall correctly which is fucking insane for uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Not really doesn't. I'm sure it's not like adjusted for inflation. If it were adjusted for inflation, this wouldn't even be in the top like 15. Right. That's fair. Cause movie tickets are just fucking expensive nowadays. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I remember when movie theaters were like $4, man. We're never going back to that. We are never going back to that. Our current, we are on the fucking road to a currency collapse, and it sucks. And there's nothing we can do about it. But, yeah, um, but yeah, Secret Invasion had nothing interesting going on. It still continues to have nothing interesting going on. The villain sucks. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad to say. That, uh, you know, we had our doubts in that actor, right? We were like, you know, he doesn't seem like a very good actor. Yeah, he really showed up for Barbie. 
but yeah but now we all know it just takes a good director you know it, you know greta greta gerwig you know she might be a little bit uh 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 head up her ass when it comes to writing but goddamn can she direct actors you know ladybird saoirse ronan that was good little women was apparently good i didn't i didn't fucking watch it um but and barbie you know everyone was doing their a game how do we how do you feel about the john cena cameo how do we feel and about Dua that Lipa. and Dua Dua Lipa. Lipa. i mean that was funny it was I very mean, minor if they were going small. if they were going to cast a merman i think john cena is probably the perfect one because i mean look at him just look at him yeah i mean they had a uh, javier bourdain javier and, uh, bardem was in that no he was a merman though oh in the little mermaid yeah that's right I th- he made a I, made a pretty good merman i mean i guess i don't know that's my that's my only point of reference for merman in also rob bryden was in this and that was that's really cool uh if if you're a big fan of like british television seeing rob bryden was pretty cool you know I, I, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of what I lie to you. That was, yeah. You know, David Mitchell, Lee Mack, Rob Bryden is the host. Yeah. It's, it's classic. Um, uh, who's Ariana Greenblatt. So Ariana Greenblatt was the, uh, Oh, okay. I think I've, Oh no. Oh no. So the daughter, the daughter is, is an actress, Ariana Greenblatt, right? Mm-hmm. She is going to be tiny Tina in the new borderlands movie. Oh God. That's going to suck. I already knew that this was going to suck. Cause Kevin Hart's going to be the lead. Kevin Hart's going to play the stoic, badass soldier opposite Kate Blanchett. And, and, but she's going to be tiny. Oh, that's going to suck. I already knew that movie was going to suck, but that's going to suck. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I was not, I was not aware of a Borderlands movie coming out, but that does uh, yeah. not sound promising. It's going to be the worst thing ever. And I am definitely going to watch it for this show, but, but I'm maybe, not going to enjoy you know, maybe it. Maybe it will be good. Cause like Dungeons and Dragons was like, a you know, that's a weird, idea okay but chris pine all right chris pine versus kevin hart chris pine they're just two different actors one of them is good like when kevin hart has been the lead in a movie when has it ever been good chris rock in a oh no Kevin Hart in a no, movie? No, no, no. Not Chris Rock. Chris Rock's great. Chris Rock hasn't been in anything, though. But, but Kevin Hart in a movie? I mean, he, you know, he's... I don't know. I it's just, hard. I've, I've skipped everything he's been in, really. Like, he's not... He's okay as an actor. I think, you know, he can stick to comedy, and he's he still does a pretty good job. It's gonna suck. I'm just telling you now, it's gonna suck. 
Okay, well... I will bet money on this. I would bet money on this, but the last time we bet on something, you still haven't done the motherfucking Han Solo dance. So, uh, well, so... I guess we're, we're done st- talking about the movies. We're still waiting on that. Well, no, we have to do the big red button. We're, it's getting to that point. We got a, we right. got a big red button. All right, I need to tie it into Barbie. I need to tie it into Barbie. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it. I definitely... I. I feel like I liked Oppenheimer more than Barbie. Absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. It's way better. Way better. It's just cause like, I don't know. I really couldn't care for those, those scenes with the, the humans. Oppenheimer was like an eight. Nah, it's like a seven. Uh, and Barbie was like a, Four, maybe. Ouch. Uh, maybe five. I'm I'm kind of with you with the Oppenheimer score, but I I would probably put Barbie, maybe a, a point. Or, I just or... I I base my scores based on how much like what fraction of the movie I enjoyed, and there was just not a lot for me to enjoy in that I movie. I I did like the. The first part of that movie felt very entertaining, and especially the like the the thoughts of death part, like especially that that just everything like that. leading up to that. Yeah, you didn't like the you didn't like the space odyssey. I thought the space odyssey worked pretty well. I thought that space was Od- like odyssey was cool. Yeah. Okay, how do we cool. feel about the soundtrack? How do we, how do we feel about that? I actually like the soundtrack. Um, I, I liked, liked I liked most of the music in that movie. I think I around the middle, I kind of like tuned out. I was like, all right, this is a little too much music, and it kind of made the it made other songs kind of hit less. But yeah, they've got some they've got some pretty good music in this um, movie. I I really I I was kind of surprised. Yeah, uh, the, I thought the... I wouldn't like it, but I I did. I did. The Billie Eilish track was pretty good. Um, obviously, I'm just Ken was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, that Dua Lipa track was pretty good. I just want that. Like, I just want the the Ken song just isolated. Yeah. I, just... I I liked um. Just for me. I liked the the Lizzo track and how it like was meta. I that was before in the meta ness got tiring for me that that was that was funny the 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 lizzo that's shit, part that of the was that's part funny. of the intro yeah i really liked that that was great that 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 scene was good you know the the set design the the lizzo all of that worked you know that that shit was dope but yeah it was but after the music that was the music yeah. wasn't a pretty integral part of the movie i mean it's kind of refreshing after watching the mario movie and just having like the most generic soundtrack yeah remember the mario brothers are in brooklyn so we're gonna play no sleep till brooklyn yay don't fucking mind me awful 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 my god that was I ass agree. Um, i agree but all right, all right. I have my big red button. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Lay it on me. 
you are a Barbie girl, but you Epic. are not in a Barbie world. How does that make you feel? Would you do that? That's yes kind of no? that's kind of sick. I know. I would, I would always be able to wear heels. Heels look heels are great. That add like maybe two, three inches to me. Maxwell, you're fucking tall enough. How about no. how about shut the fuck up? How I'm, cool would it be to get some more inches? And then Maxwell, no I don't cellu- need any more no inches. Cellulite, perfect teeth. I don't uh, need any more no inches nuts. anywhere. I would be smooth, though. That would that would be a shame. But I could also be anyone I wanted to be. Yes, except you're in the real world, so you can't do that. Actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I like I like this the small powers you get by being a Barbie girl, but not in a Barbie world. Also, like, would I get the soundtrack? Would I get the soundtrack? Dude, I hope so. As long as oh. it's not Barbie Girl by Aqua, because no, that's I mean, not like, a good song. I mean, like Pink, like in the movie. Oh, that would be funny. Like the the constant narration. Yeah pretty spectacular but is, is that attached to the barbie girl label or is that attached to the barbie world see i don't know you have to you have to establish those rules for me in, i don't know i position. i i don't think greta gerwig thought enough about the movie and it, the internal logic and the setting and the rules of this universe to where that would make sense all right all right actually you know what you know what how about this how about I would this? Be the barbie girl i like i like the Barbie girl lives look nice, even in the non-Barbie world. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one thing the movie managed. Yeah. Um. I I would I would probably do that too. Um. I I'm in lo- I'm I'm loving this new. Uh. Uh. uh trans IIHS arc, you know, where we, we are both admitting that we would be girls. We would be at least Barbie girls. I don't know about regular girls, but Barbie girls? Fuck yeah. Even in a non-Barbie world, that would still be kind of, that, that would still kind of whip ass, I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Alright, sick. Yes. Barbie oh, also, time. also, uh, Mattel owns He-Man, right? Right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. Um, what if they did He-Man, but it was about, like, the, the, the issues that I was talking about, right? Like, the, the, the men issues? It was, and it was, yeah. What, what if they did that? And it was like, and then they come together and they create a better, more equitable society for both men and women. I, I honestly... Honestly, that would redeem everything. If that if that's where we ended up, where we, where it was just like that, that would be awesome. And like Dolph Lundgren could come back because he played the original He Man in the live action movie. That'd be cool. But also, He Man is like super gay. Do I you know love that He Man movie. No, a He Man movie sounds like perfect. Yeah, we could and- get our He Man movie. Right now, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I 
I feel like it. they should do that because Mattel said they're working on 37 movies. And I don't think Mattel has 37 properties well, to make movies need, about. They need, they need to get some different writers and a different director to make that movie. But they could make a really good He-Man movie. They really could. And I feel like it could be the opposite of Barbie. And that would be awesome. I I don't know about that. I mean... Uh, I feel like it would be cool. It would be cool. You know? I feel like that would be super fucking sick. And 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 they come together and He-Man and Barbie become the, the, the ultimate Mattel power couple. I forget who they got to do the Hot Wheels movie, but it's it's some really funny director choice. It's really funny. Uh, shit. I I I heard I heard this on Twitter and it was really funny. Well, okay. So they announced the uh, they said all right. So it's it's J.J. Abrams is the producer, but I don't think he's gonna be the director. I don't know. I I forget and I, I and I can't find it now. So maybe it was just a rumor, but. It was a really funny choice. It was, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if they got like, um, uh, like while while he was still alive, we got like a a Stanley Kubrick Hot Wheels movie. How would that even work? Well, I, you could just watch the old Hot Wheels movies. No, that one is so good. No. New Hot Wheels movie. I like the Hot Wheels movie. I, um... Ooh, you know who would be really funny? Uh, uh... Yorgos Lanthimos. Yorgos Lanthimos. That would be really funny. Uh... Uh, he did The Favorite. Oh, that would be kind of intense. Right? That was a very serious movie. Yeah. But it would be really funny, though. That'd be really good. I see your point. And also, did you know he used to play pro basketball? Yorgos Lanthimos? Interesting. That's a fun fact for everyone. And I think that's... Like professional basketball? Like professional basketball. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who'd have thought? Who... Certainly not me. Would have thought who would have thought it's the uh the 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 whole like um like the, the greece men's national basketball team like the whole the whole thing of greece he was one of the best players in all of greece isn't that crazy and he was like you know what i'm going to direct uh one of the best films to come out in 2018 and just did it fuck yeah yorgos he he did other stuff before but i really like the favorite the favorite's really good yeah, I've never seen it, but I partially because I have a crush on all three of the women in that movie. Okay, Olivia Coleman, especially that Secret and in- uh, you know I I'm really liking her in Secret Invasion. You know, before before we end it, can I can I just gush about like she's one of the only people holding it together because she's just yeah. fucking great, and I love yeah. her so much, and she's she doesn't really get good. enough work. 
you know she she's been so good in so many fucking shows and she's so funny and like her oscar acceptance speech for for best actress is just iconic fucking love it she's the best she's the best that's all i gotta say she's the best and uh yeah we're gonna end the episode there uh all right patreon.com slash iihs podcast we just uploaded a new movie commentary with uh big cat scott henson so go check that out that was awesome we watched the rock we did winners go home and fuck the prom queen it's got sean connery it's got winners go home and fuck the prom queen this is actually a very crazy film and it's got nicholas cage in it oh yeah we should have led with it's got nicholas cage and also winners go home and fuck the prom queen Woo! Um, but yeah, that was we did that. That was cool. So go over there, check it out. Um, uh, we want to thank Justin Connor. He's our supporter tier patron. He's been with us. I think this will be one year. Either either this month or next month will be one whole year of his support. Yeah. So thank you very much for supporting us. We yeah we use that money to do cool stuff. So if you want to support us and and let us do cool stuff, go over there, uh, and you get a cool shout out just like just like that. Uh, and it's also written in the episode description. So go over there. What are you waiting for? Um, also, uh, go over to YouTube. If uh, uh, we, we finally finished uh, uploading all of our uh, back catalog over to YouTube. Uh, as of when this comes out on Tuesday, uh, uh, it'll be it'll still be a couple hours from when we're recording. But yeah, we finally got our whole back catalog there. Um, you should expect us to, uh, I mean, it, it'll, it takes a little while for it to upload, but it will go up the same day, uh, on, uh, on Tuesday, it will go up on YouTube, uh, a few hours after it goes up on all the other platforms. So just, uh, if that's more convenient for you, I would definitely go over there, YouTube, uh, uh, .com. Yeah. We are incredibly influential. And with the ampersand, highly successful over there because it wouldn't let us do the full name. But uh, yeah, we're uh, also you can look us up uh, youtube.com slash at IIHS podcast. Uh, that is our thread also on threads, uh, Instagram and Twitter at IIHS podcast, all one word. Um, definitely go over, follow us on there. You get updates, you get uh, Q&A, topic suggestions, that sort of thing. Best place to do it. And, uh, yeah, I think we've shouted out everything. Yeah. God, these outros are getting very long. long. They're getting yeah. longer and longer. And our really intros do. are getting crappier and more scuffed. All right, can we, can we do the outro correctly? Can we do the outro correctly? All right, everyone, I want, I want all of you to take a deep breath. Exhale. All right. My name is Kale, and I've been incredibly influential. My name is Maxwell, and I've been highly successful. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.